there is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. There are probably 10 main fears, I would say, um, of being an entrepreneur. I've been doing a lot of research on this because sometimes you only know yourself the fear you're facing or you can't remember the fears that you transcended years ago because they're gone. So I love to stay connected with my communities. I've helped hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs and I'm very active. You'll see me replying to loads of my comments on my Facebook um, videos. And, you know, I engage with people on my lives and in Clubhouse. One, because it's fun because I don't have any real friends. So it's nice to have some online friends. (laughs) Um, But it's also very um, educational for me to keep me grounded in terms of, you know, what people are dealing with. Because I started my business 15 years ago. So you could actually argue, Rob, do you even remember what it's like to start a business? Well, I do because I start loads of businesses. But my first one, when I had my real fears like rejection and vulnerability and imposter syndrome and yada, yada, you know, these were years ago. So I've been actually compiling some of these fears from my community members and doing um, asking questions and doing polls. And so far, I've collated about 10 main fears. I'm going to share them with you now. I don't know if you can relate to any of them. Um, I'll probably do deeper dive content on these as and when people give me feedback on which one they're really struggling with. But what I found is, number one, imposter syndrome or self-doubt. This is a really common fear for entrepreneurs starting or scaling. Number two is sharing your plans and letting the world know what you do and, you know, the vulnerability challenges that that can bring. Number three is being taken seriously. You know, you're starting out, you haven't got any clients, you haven't got any results. Will people take me seriously as a, a business owner? Number four is just literally the fear of failure. You know, things are hard, like, oh, got to pay wages and, you know, might not make enough sales. So just outright failure is number four. Number five is finding the right people, the VAs, the PAs, the sales, the marketing, the staff and, you know, the overwhelm of because if you have to do everything yourself, you might as well just have a job. But then hiring staff and scaling and the responsibility of all the payroll and the management, this is a common issue with, um, you know, my community members. Um, The next one is confidence. You know, will you progress? Can you do this? Are you good enough? Are you prepared to Um, endure the challenges and have the time. The next one is if you've ever been screwed over or failed. So any previous baggage that you've got, and then that's affecting your ability to make um, decisions moving forward. Then one that a lot of people don't talk about is if if you left a good job or you were in corporate and you've got to walk away from a good salary and then you've got to um, look at starting again, the hum- the humbling of starting again or having to replace a big salary and you've got mortgages and kids and car loans and stuff. The ninth one is financing it. So have I got enough money? Will it drain a lot of money? How can I raise capital? And then another one is overwhelm into procrastination. So it's just timely, this 
content I'm doing here because I've been doing a lot of research. So let me summarize them again. And then what I'll do is I'll pick the most fear-based ones because that's the subject of this episode. So imposter syndrome and self-doubt. Telling others and sharing all your plans and being open about that and the criticism that you might get, the trolling, the people who want, want you to fail. This is a common one. Being taken seriously when you start. You haven't got clients or revenue yet. There's nothing on company's house. You know, you're, you're not um, credible yet. Uh, common fear of failure. Finding the right people and hiring and outsourcing. Confidence in your progress. Replacing a big corporate role or, you know, replacing a big salary, raising capital, etc. So let's pick the fear based ones. I'm going to go with imposter syndrome because this is so common. And, and you know, I don't know. I don't see this the same as everyone else, but I wish everyone would stop fucking saying imposter syndrome because I don't think it's a thing like time. Let's use an analogy. Everyone thinks that time is a thing. Time is not a thing. It is a humanly constructed way of measuring how we move around the sun. But if you think about this, there's some physicists that believe that space and time are infinite. There was no start, there is no end of space and time. There seems to be a good argument for that. So if time is infinite, time doesn't exist in terms of minutes and hours and days. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk, and he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him, I've used him for many years, and recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496. 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. We've labeled time, and I think we've done the same thing in imposter syndrome. We have prematurely labeled people and ourselves as imposter like syndrome it's like it's a freaking disease or a genetic disorder stop telling everyone that they've got imposter syndrome or you've got imposter syndrome stop creating a label that didn't exist because you know as soon as you identify with something then you can't be anything else that's it labels are very restricting because what labels are, are humanly constructed identities articulated into words. That's very fucking restrictive. Like, do you ever sometimes think no words can describe how I feel? You know, that there's like, if I put happiness in the dictionary and I look for synonyms, I'm going to find 17 synonyms for happiness. 
There are not just 17 ways that you can describe happiness. There's a million ways you could describe happiness, but there aren't enough words for it. So we're really shit as human beings at accurately identifying what something actually is. We're all completely varied in our feelings and experience. So a lot of people disagree with me on this, and that's fine because everyone's entitled to my opinion. And here's why I think we need to stop freaking labeling ourselves imposter syndrome because it's like, oh, I'm depressed. No, you're sad today. I'm depressed is making an identity. I am a depressed person. No, you just feel down at the moment. And we all feel down at the moment. If you were ecstatic, you wouldn't say I'm an elated. You wouldn't identify yourself as an elated because you're happy now. But yet we do it when we're depressed. Now, by the way, some people really do have ailments and illnesses and, and, and proper depression. So I, I want to respect that and honor that. And, you know, go and see a doctor or a therapist or get counsel if it's really bad. But it mostly isn't. But when we label it, we self it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So what imposter syndrome actually means is I've not done it before. And that is a fucking mic drop. Not because I said it, but it is. Like anything that's hard is new. Anything that you feel an imposter in is because you're not good at it yet and you've not done it yet. Like if I went um, and went to a martial arts school, it'd be pretty good to feel like I'm not a master yet. Because if I didn't have imposter syndrome, oh, I can fucking do this. I'm a legend martial arts. Oh, give me the black belts. Get me in the ring. You're going to get knocked clean out. So actually all imposter syndrome is is I've not done it yet. I'm not good at it yet. I've not mastered it yet. It's new. So you know when you say it's hard, I'm depressed, I'm an imposter, I'm not good enough. No, 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 it's none of that shit. It's just new. Because you probably felt about that when you did your first art class. I'll tell you what, I probably shouldn't say this, but fuck it, I'm going to. I remember having sex for the first time with my first girlfriend and I was fucking shit at it. But I wasn't there sitting there thinking, I'm an imposter of sex. I, 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 I'm just not meant to have sex. It's, I've got imposter syndrome. No, I've just never fucking stuck it in before. And it took me a good, maybe it's still taking me a few, few good goes to get good at it. So I'm, I'm sorry if this is not what people want to hear, but I don't care because I think it's really true. Most people are labeling themselves and then putting themselves out of the game. There is no such thing as imposter syndrome. There is such a thing as, I better not fuck this up. There's such a thing as, I've not done this before. There's such a thing as, I'm not confident at this yet. And those emotions are really good. Because otherwise you just go and do stupid shit and fail and die. So, there is no such thing as imposter syndrome. It's not hard. It's new. It's not that you're not good enough. It's that you haven't done it yet. Every winner was once a beginner. Every master was once a disaster. Now, let me link this to another point, because, I could, you know, you could say, yeah, well, that's all fine, Rob, but I still feel scared and I still have self-doubt. What do I do? And, and these are all normal, by the way. So that's the next thing is normal. Anything you haven't done, you're going to find hard. Or remember, it's not hard. It's new. Because here's the thing. I, I was watching Will Smith, brilliant bit of content. And he said, the thing about a problem, all it is, is something you don't understand. I thought, yeah, I've not heard of it said like that before, but a problem is something you don't understand yet. Because every one of us here now has had problems that aren't problems anymore. Why? Because we understand them now because we figured them out. So when they present themselves again, we go, oh, I know what that is because I figured that out last year and I just figured that out now and it's not a problem anymore. No worries. 
So all the problem is, is something we haven't figured out yet. So instead of shit in the bed or like, oh, my life's over. Oh, I'm an imposter. Oh, I'm not good enough. And all these other things we do to ourselves because our mind goes into doomsday survival mode, which actually, just so you know, is not all bad. It can be good. It just, we put it out of context. Before you do that, go, oh, it's new. I haven't done it yet. So why don't I try it? Every winner was once a beginner, every muscle was once a disaster. Let's move forward. Now, what stops you moving forward then is your fear of failure and rejection. Your fear of public ridicule. Now, let me ask you this. Whatever it is you're scared of in starting or scaling a business, if no one watched you, no one judged you, no one criticized you, no one called you a bitch lick, a dick rider and wanted to boil your head in a vat of piss, which are three comments I've had about me and they're just the kind ones. No one would say anything. No one would judge you. Would you try anything? Of course you freaking would. You would try anything if no one judged you and no one saw you and no one criticized you. So therefore, the only thing that's stopping you starting your business, scaling your business, replacing your income, you know, whatever it is that you're looking to do is your fear of what other people think about you. And imagine if you didn't give a fuck what anyone thought about you. Not, not as in you're rude and nasty, but as in your opinion of me is yours. Thank you for it, but go somewhere else with it because that's not my opinion of me. So next, on you go. See you later. If you were not perturbed or moved or rocked by anyone's opinion of you, you would fucking try anything. I know you would. So actually, all these fears of starting a business, when you boil them all down, they are based on what you think other people think about you. So to flip that on its head, the way to start a business, scale a business, try new things, get involved in a new venture, take some risks, take some action, is to let go of the fear of judgment and ridicule. Now, you know, look, I'm not exactly middle of the line, little meek Rob, not going to share my opinion. You know, I, I lay it out. And because of that, I get quite a lot of critics and trolls and punks and haters and wankers. And I fucking love it. And 10 years ago, my wife and my business partner will tell you, my business partner and I 10 years ago, if we got any criticism, it would ruin our weekend. We'd be We'd be looking at all this criticism about us, even if it wasn't much and it wasn't public. And we'd be uh, and it ruined your weekend. And now I just it just doesn't make any difference. Like, I know there's a good friend of mine who recently has been criticizing me to people behind my back. And for a millisecond, I'm like, well, why is he doing that? And then I thought, well, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's a nice guy. And you know, everyone talks about everyone. So fucking what? Don't judge him. Who, you know, I might not like it, but who am I to judge him? How? Maybe he's got a little bit of insecurity. So when you genuinely let go of what other people think about you, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You, you, honestly, you are free. If you want, do you want freedom? You want freedom? Everyone wants freedom. Everyone talks about freedom. Oh, it's not about money. It's about freedom. Forget cash. Forget anything else. I'll tell you what freedom is. Freedom is letting go of the fear and the pain of judgment and ridicule of others. And then being taken... So I'll tell you what now. I'll tell you what I'm going to do now because I can pretty much done my content. Number three on my list of big fears in my community of starting or scaling a business, being taken seriously by potential clients. Well, when you don't care what other people think about you, you don't really care if they don't take you seriously. 
you just know that you've just got to build the building from the ground up. Let's say you're building a building. Let's say you're building a little house and you're laying all the bricks and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm scared someone will come and see this house isn't finished. So I'm not going to lay any bricks in case they come and see the fact that the house isn't finished. No, you wouldn't do that. You go, I can't wait to see how this house looks in two or three years. Fucking let's have it. So let go of the fear of what people think. And it doesn't matter if you haven't got any clients yet. You'll just freaking start and then you'll get clients. Here's the paradox and the irony. All the things you're, you're scared of, if you faced them and did them, you'd be more successful more quickly anyway. Let's look at another one on my list. Um, okay. Confidence about progress. Oh, I'm scared that I might not be successful. Well, you won't be successful if you don't start. And what's success? Be honest. Success is what people think about us. Like if you didn't give a shit what people said and did, the, the definition of success wouldn't matter. Because success is compared to something. I'm successful. Well, what does that mean? Oh, it means that I think that everyone else thinks that I'm successful. It, it doesn't mean anything. Being vulnerable, you know, exposing your plans, telling people, be opening yourself up to criticism or people saying, I told you you were going to fail or blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, you said this and then you didn't deliver it. You overpromise and underdeliver and all that stuff. Well, if you didn't care what anyone thought about you, it wouldn't make any difference. If you if you were to speak to the founder of Netflix or the founder of Apple or the founder of YouTube or any big company, they'll tell you all the time, things broke all the time. We let customers down. No company when it, when it grows is, there's a quote, there is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. Aristotle, who apparently was quite a smart guy, smarter than Rob Moore. There is, and by the way, you could, you could add that there is only way, there is only one way to avoid failure. Do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. There is only one way to avoid ridicule. Do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. Let me say that again. I'll leave you with that. There is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. What that means is it's fucking guaranteed that you will have failure, rejection, breakage, judgment, ridicule, criticism loss, pain, loneliness, all it's inevitable. But remember, you only feel it when you compare.